Hi, this is Mike McNamara, and you're listening to All Marine Radio on your home for it, the one and only All Warrior Radio Network. Everybody knows that only really cool people use BB Key, BB King bumper music. So enough said. Joining me uh, is an interview that I've been working on for a while. Uh, John Shray joins me. John, first of all, thanks for doing this. Welcome to Auburn Radio, man. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, we were introduced by. Um, Paul Kennedy, a mutual friend, and uh, and so wanted to have John on to talk about some of the shit he's doing. But as Marines, before we listen to any of his bullshit, right, we got to find out if he's legit. So, John, where <laughs> where where are you where were you born and raised? Uh, born in South Florida, man, Boca Raton, Florida. Boca Raton, Florida. How does the Marine Corps get on your radar? Dude, um, well, the first time it got on my radar, I was, you know, I was, I was into sports in high school, and uh, I was also kind of a troubled kid, and uh, the recruiters used to call me, and I would hang up in their face. I guess that's my first experience with, uh, with the Marine Corps. Um, I joined. I actually joined late. I don't know. We haven't really discussed it. I joined when I was 25 years old, man. Late, man. You're like fucking grandpa at fucking recruit training. What? Uh, so you don't have nobody, nobody in your family, nobody who you know steers you to the Marine Corps. It finds you, and you find it. Yeah, my my buddy, my buddy that I was running around with being stupid. His brother was his little brother was getting out of the Marine Corps, and uh, it turned into almost like a like a dare. Like I'll do it if you do it. And uh, my life was a little bit. You know, it was fucked at the time, to be honest with you. Uh, school wasn't really doing it for me. And, um, yeah, the next thing I know, I'm at MEPS. <laughs> literally, literally, literally that quick, like two, three months. No, wow. The, um, so why the Marine Corps and not, and not another branch of the service? Simply because his dare? Yeah, and, you know, my, my dad, my dad who also had nothing to do with the services, but he was trying to find something for me to do, you know? And uh, he was like going to air force and all this. And uh, dude, I'm not built like that. I was, I was built to go hard or go home from, from the get go. And so fuck it. It was, it, it, it was that or nothing to be honest with you. And I didn't know anything about it either. I just knew that that's where the tough, that's, that's where it was at. <laughs> and it, and it, and it ended up fitting. Let's put it that way. The, uh, I always think that's hilarious, right? <laughs> We, right, we, uh, right, we, uh, we get sold, we get this, we get that, and then you start looking around, and and whether it's a fit or not is a good question. And uh, I didn't know shit about the Marine Corps when I all I knew is what I had seen, and right, Marine Corps for yeah. tough for tough guys. So I, I thought, well, that's me, man. I'm in. So let's do it. So so that's all you know. So you join the Marine Corps, and then what do you become? Um, so, so I had a cousin, a cousin whose friend was, was in, in, uh, 
they were a lot older than me and he was a helicopter crew chief and he was telling me that that's the way to go. You can, you know, he gave me the whole spiel. You can be, a, you know, you'd be a door gunner, uh, but you also learn a trade. And so I went in just saying, uh, maybe I'll do this. And this, uh, I remember like it was yesterday because I wanted to kill this guy uh, moving forward. But he told me, he's like, oh, you should be a combat engineer. Uh, I said, what's that? He said, you get to blow shit up and you're on the front lines, but not that close on the front lines. And, and it's just a cool gig. And I was like, all right, that sounds good. And the re- reason I wanted to kill him is because fast forward to 2008, we can, get, we can backtrack. But I'm like, I'm, I'm turning this corner in a, in a little town called Nowzad, and I find myself, not only am I on the front lines, I'm in front of the fucking infantry guys. <laughs> and uh, and, and I, I, I can remember hearing this guy in, my vo- in, in the back of my head, and I'm like, fucking liar, you know? <laughs> yeah, I need to be a grunt and be behind my shit when I'm clearing this stuff. Yeah, so. Um, oh, how funny. What? Okay, so, so and, and now what year are we talking about when you joined? Uh, 06, 2006. I left uh, like two days after Thanksgiving. And where'd you go? PI, Paris Island. All right. And then, um, and then you joined second combat engineer. So I went, no, uh, we, they had just restarted third, uh, third CB out in 29 Palms. So oh. I went straight from, uh, engineer school out to, to two nine to the stumps. Nice. Fucking motivated. Dude, it was uh, it, it was Mojave Viper every every week, pretty much. Once a month, we were out there doing doing Mojave Viper supporting. All right. So, and when did you do your first deployment? First deployment was two thousand and eight, uh, April to November with uh, with two seven. I attached to two seven, uh, who was also out of twenty nine, and uh, went out to uh, to Nauzad in down there in Helmand. We we. We were supposed to go out to, to, I don't know, protect some dam in Iraq, and it's when they made the, uh, they kind of, they made the move to send us back down there to the Helmand Province for the right. first time. Right. And uh, yeah, man, found myself in Nauzad. And just for those of you who don't know, like Nauzad was not really a place that you wanted to go to. Okay. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> when we when we started it, I mean, it started. There was a little British fob, and then we had four uh, four Humvees for our. Uh, that was that was that's how the fob started. In nice. 2008. Yeah. Nice. So you're there in 2008, and um, so what are you doing? What are you th- what are you doing there primarily? Uh, so so I was lucky enough to go to. Uh, I was I was able to be up armored uh, on some of our missions until they realized that we couldn't use. Uh, we couldn't use the uh, the Humvees anymore because they right. were just getting thrashed by these right. IEDs. And um, so I had got to go to machine gunner school also. Like while I was up doing training, I got to go to 0331 school. So I, I, was, I had the joy of being in a, in a turd for a while. And then basically we became dismounted and I swept, I swept everywhere I went. Put a, put a fucking metal detector in my hand and that's what we did. Daily. What about, um, so that's your first appointment. You come home, you make a decision to re-enlist, or did you do a second? Yeah, so I, I think the way the way it went is we, we came home, um, we detached from 2-7, and um, within a couple months, they decided to uh, attach us back to 3-7, uh, to staying with 7th Marines, and uh, I, think I, I think I did sign an extension, because there was no way I wasn't, wasn't going to go back, right. um, you know, because we got like a year of training boots, and... Um, and so, yeah, I signed an extension. I re-enlisted over there. So I was already there on my second deployment when I re-enlisted. Nice. So yeah. you do that. 
And then uh, yep. you come. So where do you guys go on your second deployment? So when we when we pumped back out, we went to Delaware. We're basically same area, same AO. I, I drove through through Nowzad, and we spent most of our time clearing this route called the Six Eleven and uh, outside Sangin or going through Sangin. Got it. Um, that's where that's where I mean, that's where I ended up getting hit a couple times. That's that's where we saw most of our uh, most of the shit went down right right out outside Sangin. What about um? So you go do that, and um, do you come back? You do another deployment? No. So so when I when I got back because I I had been hit three times at this uh, you know with IDs my my third strike they had to medevac me not because I was uh, you know I have all my all my my limbs thank God um, but because I had had three concussions so. They, they medevac me back and I was pretty much, um, I was on the fob for the last month and I was non-deployable after that. So I, uh, I came back, PCS over to Paris Island and, uh, and, and started working on the uh, rifle range at Paris Island for weapons. All right. So let's talk about what you do now. Okay. Yeah. Um, tell everybody what you do now. And then I want to talk about the migration uh, from the Marine Corps to what you do now. So you come back and you see like the rest of us, how as an institution, we're fucking struggling with this whole mental health thing, man. We we got guys with traumatic brain injuries. We got guys with PTSD. We got guys with both. We got guys with, um, with, you know, their amputees and, or some other body part missing or gone. Um, so you watch all this and 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 you're getting ready to go to the Marine Corps. Do you get medically discharged, or um, or do you so, you EAS out? How do you get out of the Marine Corps? And but first, tell everybody what you do now, and then we'll go back to that. Yeah, because it, it's important to go back. I uh, but right right now I'm I'm a what's called a VA liaison and a uh, group facilitator, peer support specialist at a uh, at a drug and alcohol and mental health facility. Um, and so what I do is we, we got a, a program here through the VA. Uh, the VA sends us some clients and, um, and basically just help, help guys get through their PTSD and, and, and substance abuse, um, which is a huge part of my, my story, uh, that, that gap that we're, that we're hopefully going to talk about here. Yeah. Right. All right. So, so that's what you do now. And what's, yeah. what's the name of the program that you run? It's, uh, it's called Mending Fences. It's uh, Transformations Treatment Center at Mending Fences. It's a 400-acre horse farm out here uh, right outside Ocala, Florida, middle of the, middle of the state. Got it. Mending fences. Mending fences. All right, let, so let's talk about your, you, you, you get, you EAS out of the Marine Corps, you don't get med- medically discharged, right? Yeah, so, yes, I do. I, I, get, I get an honorable discharge, um, but, you know, and, it, and it's hard for me to talk about this with a bunch of Marines because, you know, not, not everyone has my experience and it's I don't use it as excuses. But my life, when I lost uh, my sense of purpose, uh, when they told me I couldn't deploy anymore and they, and they sent me to, to kind of work a desk job, um, I didn't handle it the way like I, really I didn't handle it like I think a Marine should. You know what I mean? I was, I was a fucking disaster, dude. Um, well, hey, just so, so you, just so you know, I right. mean. We tend to skew towards that course of action, right? Right. Just uh, you, you know, you are not alone in that long fucking line, right? Yeah. No, I, I know that now, and and but I also I know I got some of my guys that disagree with my choices. You know what I mean? So I don't want right. to make it into a 
you know, I, I didn't have to do the things that I ended up doing. You know what I mean? But no, it, but that's, that's, that, there's a lot of people on that fucking path. My point. Yeah. And that's, that's really why I'm here, man. I, I'm here to speak for them because, you know, just like with, I don't know, my, my whole mentality's changed and, and I, I don't want to take over this, but like, you know, two of my best friends in the last two years um, from both those deployments took their lives. You know what I mean? And, and I used to also think, think a certain way about people who took, you know, who committed suicide, you know, let's talk about that. So what did you think? Right. They're pussies, right. They could hang. Uh, they came home like, why the fuck's he kill himself? You know, we saw so much worse or they saw so much worse or all that shit. Right. Cause that's how in in our discussions, I mean, you, when you hear somebody killed themselves, first question, where did he go? Where did he deploy? what did he do? Oh, he's a truck. He's truck driver in all of 2009. Fuck, that motherfucker doesn't rate to kill himself. Yeah. Right? Totally oblivious to the fact that, have no idea that the kid was raped when he was six, was abused and beaten, had the shit beaten out of him. We have no idea. But this was the way we would talk. Yeah, John? 100%. 100, That's, that's, yeah, and and it almost pains me to admit it. You know what I mean? Um, Listen, these guys, and and, and just first a little context, 2-7, you know, they did a write-up on us, and I think it was the USA Today, and we right. spoke about this. It's not just my unit or my, like, little fire team of guys, you know, that, that's gone through this. It, it's a it's an epidemic. Fuck the pandemic. This is an epidemic that we got of, of, of guys not, you know, of taking their own life. Um, and tough motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like, these two dudes, and, and they didn't say one word, Mac, when they did it. You know, they weren't out there crying for help. They They quietly went down put a fucking 45 and and did it and and and, uh i dare someone to call them pussies you know what i mean right no no i mean we do that though out of ignorance right and you you you, you know right because we just don't fucking know because i i tell everybody i don't know anybody who killed themselves because of what they saw in combat right That, that, and, and again, and that's a difficult experience when, you know, on the business end of that shit, right? And I said, but I know a lot of people that were fucked up as little kids or they got fucked up after they came home. And the cumulative effect of all of that, they finally said, I'm tired. I, I can't do this anymore. I'm out. But, but that's, a, that's a more mature understanding of this longer arc of what goes into when somebody takes their own life. And we were all ignorant of it, right? I know John was. I know I was because I said the same shit. Yeah, and uh, you know, now in the in the in the work that I'm doing now, it's becoming more and more. Uh, I'm seeing it. You know what I mean? I, I can see it, and having close friends knowing that that that, that, that they were you know, as solid as they come. And there wasn't an ounce of bitch in them. You know what I mean? It, it, it's like, well, what was really going on? And you're starting to see. But let me tell you, like we could talk, and like you said, none of it was because of combat. You and I can sit here and talk about, I can tell you about, you know, picking up body parts on the battlefield. And, and, and yeah, that has its part. That's horrible, right? But I can talk about that. But nobody wants to talk about, you know, let's get vulnerable. Let's talk about what happened when you were a kid. Let's talk about these, these deep-seated things that we as men aren't, aren't supposed to fucking talk about, you know? And, and I think that's, that's the issue here. I, I correct me if I'm wrong. No, let me just tell you, man. Um... What what I've been doing what I do for the last two and a half years, I've done it in front of over 60,000 people, most of them Marines and sailors. And the great um, 
epiphany, the great understanding that I've come to is the shock of how much child abuse and sexual abuse there is among men in the Marine Corps. Had no fucking idea. Yeah. None. And, and, you know, and, and they want, guys want to talk about it because they've been in what I call the Valley of the Shadow of Death, you know, trying to, they've taken the meds, they've gone to the therapy session and it doesn't work. And our suicide statistics bear that out. Four and a half times as many people, 30,000 plus have committed suicide post 9-11, you know, veterans, 7,057 killed in our combat operations total. What the fuck are we doing? It, and it clearly isn't working, you know? And it's this narrative that you're right, John, we don't want to talk about. At least we're not comfortable. And it takes people creating an environment, people feeling safe, right? People talking about their own shit. And all of a sudden somebody says, yeah, well, let me tell you a story about me. And you sit there and you're like, holy fuck. Holy fuck. And, and to me, in the Marine Corps, one of the things I've, I've come to understand is that we attract people that want to be tough. Right. Right? And so who who wants to be tough? A lot of times people have got fucked up when they were young and weren't as tough as they wanted to be. Or people that, you know, that became, became tough guys and now they want to serve and they want to serve with other tough guys. Well, what makes you tough? Fucking life makes you tough, man. Life makes you tough. And so I would tell you that in the Marine Corps, we have a higher percentage than any service of people that have been abused. Yep. Yeah, man, it's never been put to me like that, and uh, and I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I, I, I think that's couldn't be more true. Um, we're running, you know. I, I was running from trouble, you know. I was, I was, and I, but I wasn't scared, you know. I just, I wasn't scared because I just wanted to figure it the fuck out, you know. I, I needed, I needed to change. I needed something, and and uh, and I had that mentality that like I'm gonna join the Marine Corps because like I've already kind of been through some shit, you know. Right. This is. But, uh, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's good insight. <laughs> well, you know, and again, so, but I didn't know any of this shit, right? And I start, yeah. I start doing these podcasts and, and I talk to people like you, John, and, and they tell me a variation of the story that I, that I hear over and over and over again. And that's what turns into this presentation I do called post-traumatic winning. And what this presentation does is it just tells the truth. This then this, then this, you know, and, and it starts with, you're never going to get over it ever. And if you don't believe me, turn on, you know, turn on the history channel, guys who fought in world war two, 80 years ago, who don't even know what County they live in anymore, who haven't seen their car keys in 20 years, will tell you in slow motion, high definition about the fighting they did in the Pacific or in Europe. What does that tell you about the, the trauma, whether it be, Sexual trauma, abuse trauma, or combat trauma, what does it tell us about the way that's laser blasted into your brain tissue? It's never going away. And so when you begin to listen and, and hear the shit that, that the, all these people t- told me, that's how I got down this path and, and, and beginning to understand them and what we really need. And what we really need is each other. We don't need, yeah. to, be, we don't need to be numbed. We, we do need to talk about our shit, but, right. but we need to talk about somebody who can understand and who's like us. Now, again, I don't believe that that has to be a combat veteran. It could be a rape victim, could be a child abuse victim. And we have, and, and in learning this, though, 
what I've learned is we have the opportunity to help all those different people. And we have an incredible opportunity. But And that's why I want to talk about your program, you know, eventually. So talk to me. So you come out and, you, and you're struggling, right? How bad does it get and what turns it around? Yeah, so it's even it's you man it's hard to talk so it's funny i can talk about it uh so so it got bad it got real bad and so some things that i realized is number one purpose right i, I no longer had a purpose and and here's one of the things you and i think i've spoke about when you get out of the military or marine corps um in our in our case they don't they don't they no one told me hey man be careful when you when you get out because your purpose is going to go away you know what i mean it's like here's the number to suicide prevention and here's how you write a fucking check and uh, you know, calls if you need anything. And, and so I didn't understand that like the lack of purpose or the amount of purpose I had in the military was, was keeping me alive. Right. It was keeping me um, focused uh, for a long time. And when I got out, I had no purpose. Uh, every the world started slowing down and my brain was fucking like, Nope, I'm not ready to slow down. And so uh, at this point, I had, you know, I had a little a newborn baby, which scared the fucking shit out of me, right? Um, a little girl, mind you, who, who, who everyone told me when you have this little daughter, you're gonna, it's gonna change your life. And I had become so numb and so detached from emotion, I, which I believe from from deployments and maybe from things in my past, that I felt this like guilt and shame that I didn't love my kid uh, the way I was supposed to. The world told me I was supposed to. Right. Um, my wife. My wife was uh, an amazing, like, best friend, amazing woman. I'd known her for a long time. When I when when I, when I would sit at home with her and this baby, I, I wanted to pull my fucking hair out. I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to handle it. Um, and so for me, drugs and alcohol was was my escape. I I, uh, I got deeper. I started boozing more. The booze turned it. You know, I had a lot of friends that were doing drugs back home. I had moved back home. I started doing drugs. To be honest with you, uppers like cocaine made me feel like I was in a gunfight, you know, it, it was the only, it was the first time I felt alive since I had been overseas. Um, yeah, it, there's just so many levels to it. And I, and I don't, I don't know how deep we're supposed to go. You know, it's my first time doing some shit like this, but I, the one thing I knew is I, I didn't feel comfortable being, being in that house, you know, in that peaceful setting. I didn't know how to handle it. And what I did know is when I was out there in the streets and doing the things I was doing, I fucking felt alive. And I felt a little bit of that combat my mentality of like survival. Right. And, and I knew what to do with that chaos that I knew how to handle. The Marine Corps had taught me how to handle that shit, you know? Uh, and so that, that's what I did, man, for a couple of years. It was fucking horrible. So what changes it? Well, what changes is that I wasn't a bad person, right? I, I was a guy who, who had integrity. I, I, I knew. Well, no, man, John. Let me tell you. Yeah. The thing is, you're normal, right? And, right. And 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 I, I I'd say, I I I laugh, but I don't. It makes me mad when people say it's okay to ask for help, right? Right. And what I tell people is, don't you fucking understand? They have asked for help. They've gone. They've taken the drugs. They've gone to that therapy. And you know what they think of it? They think it sucks, and they quit. Most, yeah, so- and m- most of them not once, but more than once. Okay, so don't tell me, don't tell them it's okay to go because they've gone, man. They've gone. So Yeah, and don't, and don't, don't tell me. 
like you said, it, listen, I don't know that I want to forget about the shit that happened in combat, man, because some of the greatest moments of my, my life were over there, you know? And so there, what basically, so what happened? You're asking what happened to me. I, first of all, I realized that the drugs and the alcohol were not the answer, right? right? Because no matter how much of them I did, I, I still couldn't feel okay, you know? Um, and I started, I, I kind of, I reached the bottom that they talk about, right? They talk about that with addicts and, and alcoholics. And I, right. and I reached that bottom and, and, I re, and, and, and I saw other people getting better. And uh, I started to really work on myself. That's what I, you know, and, and, and started to, to kind of come to some of these realities. That so, so, wait a minute. so, so yeah. normally something happens to get you to the bottom. And so it, it, for you, it was just a realization that, that I've got to stop. So in, in the process, I, my brother died of, of, a, of a drug overdose, right? My, my blood brother, my blood brother right. died of a drug overdose. He had been like my hero growing up. He was a lot older than me. Right. I was homeless. <laughs> I, uh, I kept waking up with tubes in me because it got really bad. Right. I, I, I was waking up with tubes, you know, in, in places that, that us, us guys don't want them. <laughs> um, I had a tube down my throat twice. Um, and, and yeah, I, I really, I honestly did. I said, dude, what the fuck? I had nothing. No, I I couldn't get anyone to answer the phone. I was winding up in the psych wards. They were throwing me in the in the VA psych ward over and over again, and they would send me to treatment. And I would hear the same bullshit, right? People that didn't know what I, what anything that we had been through, telling me that you know, oh, do this, 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 and this, and you'll be fine. But no one was really like telling me, look, you're never going to forget this stuff, you know. Um, and that's okay. You know, but what are we going to do about it? That's what it came down to. What are you going to do? And it was like, you know, I, in the back of my mind, I always, I wanted to be a fucking father, right? I like, I like being a husband, even though I'm not a husband anymore, right? We're really good friends. I, I can't tell you it was this come to Jesus moment, man. It was just, yeah, it was like enough is enough. I couldn't, I couldn't get any deeper into this fucking hole. And so I had to look, I had to turn around and see. And, 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 and then it, it started to work. I don't know. So. So you're waking yeah. up in the hospital with tubes in you and you're homeless. I mean, that's pretty fucking rough shit, man. But here's the thing, Matt. It felt like, like, I don't want to say it felt like a deployment because that's kind of corny to say, but it felt, it felt like that's where I, like I belong, like waking up, trying to figure out what I was going to do, how I was going to, you know, in, in essence, survive, you know, how am I going to get high? How am I going to get some money? And, 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 and it was like a, it was like a constant mission. And and it just seemed like my reality, dude. It seemed like that's what it was gonna fucking be. So you on your own, you begin to say, "Okay, this isn't for me." And um, and then what happens? How do you how do you turn how do you turn yourself how do you turn yourself around? Who do you go yeah. see? Who do you talk to? What begins to because a lot of people decide that, but you know you know this, they can't get there. Right? right, they can't do it. Right. So, so what do you do? And ultimately, like, what works? Yeah, I don't want to turn this in like make it sound like I'm, this is a commercial for this fuck this facility, right? But there were people here, and it, it is why I work here. It 100 percent is, and I can't deny the fucking truth. There were people at this facility who would who would answer the phone every time I called and I needed help because I went through this facility right four times. I, I was a I was a client of this place. And there was a clinical, my, my, uh, my therapist, she would never not answer the phone or call me right back. And she would always tell me and, and she would repeat over and over again, if you could just come to terms, if you could just realize how much 
like how much purpose you do still have on this earth. Cause she knew I had no purpose. And that was one of my main things. I was like, look, I've seen the top of Mount, you know, I've been to the Mount Everest of purpose. I brought all my Marines home, my second deployment as a Sergeant. Right. I thought that was it. And what she said, what she kept telling me is like, if you could get it, there's so many people you could fucking help and you could get that purpose back. And, and, and she just kept beating it into me to the point where I think it started to, it started to kind of click. And I was like, man, maybe I should give this a shot, you know? And so I came back to treatment. And, um, and I got, you know, for me, Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, as far as the drugs and, and the alcohol, uh, was my savior, but it was, it was people, man. It was people that didn't give up on me. And that's why I say like when, like, man, I won't give up on anybody, you know, you got to do it yourself, but man, like we cannot give up. We got to fucking fight. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what though. I mean, I think the most important thing, John, is once somebody who you look at, um, once they, once somebody who you view as credible shows you a path and you look at it and say, well, fuck, I could do that. You know, it reminds me of, you know, when you're a poolie and some shitbag who get, who ships before you do comes back in a uniform and you're like, yeah. well, fuck, if that dude can do it, I could do it. I think it's, yeah. I, I, but they've got to be credible in your eyes when they begin to talk to you about this path that you can go down. And then when credible people talk to you about shit like that, my experience is dudes will give you a fucking chance. Girls will give you a chance. And, and, but if you start pumping sunshine up their asses and tell them shit like time heals all wounds and there's a purpose in this and all that shit that people say, click, they fucking leave. Yeah, I I agree 100%. So, 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 all right, so you start going, right, to mending fences. Tell us about mending fences. What is it? Yeah, so, so actually, we have a facility down in South Florida also, and that's actually the facility I went to. Um, Same, same, same everything, just not a horse farm. It's, um, it's basically just, it's, it's a treatment center, man. It's where, it's where you come first. A lot of it is is about addiction. um, And then, but, what people don't realize is that addiction and mental health go hand in hand for me and for most people, right? Uh, PTSD, things like that. Um, I started learning about, uh, learning about why I was doing what I was doing, right? Like the things I'm talking about, like why I, I couldn't sit in that house with that, that beautiful setting with this, with this woman that I, that I, that I was totally cool with spending the rest of my life with and and my little, my little baby girl that I, I had wanted since, you know, forever. Um, I started to understand these things. I started to realize the way the brain works. And I started to like, main thing, I surrendered, dude. I said, okay, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And that's what you talked about earlier. I said, I need help. I said, don't show me what to do. And I became teachable, man. And and and, and that's what this place does. That's what this place does. And that, that's why they, and, and this is the other thing, man. They kept telling me, yo, like, like she told me and the director would say, if you could get it right, man, you could come back and work here. And what happened is they they had uh, lost the VA program for for a while, and they just got it back at the beginning of the year, and um, and they gave me a call and they said, "You want to come down here?" And you know, I live in New York, um, but it was so important. I was like, you know, for us us military guys, we got to feel safe and not safe in the sense of like someone's going to physically hurt us, right? Because we don't give a right. shit about that. Right. I mean, safe in a place where we can say, "Hey, I need help," and I'm fucking scared. You know what I mean? Because that's some shit that we don't like to say. And we're not going to just say that in front of anybody. Right. Um, and so that's why I'm here, man. I'm here to like, 
I sit down with these guys and, and, and we do like, it's funny you were talking about trauma and how, how, you know, rape victim, how we can, I can associate my, you know, getting blown up or some of these, you know, mass casualties that I've had to clean up, you know, or, or go through. Uh, I can associate with some with a rape victim on a different level because I can understand the, the, the way the brain works and it's all the same, right? Like, well, let me, happening. let me just tell you when, uh, yeah. I mean, everybody believes that combat is this is its own unique and exotic, you know, trauma, and it is. But it's as unique and as exotic as every different one. And when, but again, we're put in this in this in this state of reverence. We're put in this special class. And when people like you, right, look at a rape victim and say, "There's no difference between you and me," and I'd like to show you some shit that helped me. I mean. I will tell you this, immediately they'll start crying because they don't look at it like that. They believe they're so damaged and fucked up that somebody like you could never relate to them. And when somebody likes you, you know, and that's to me the importance of this message, you know, to veterans and, and trauma victims. There are programs like Mending Fences, like Post Traumatic Winning, that will show you how to do this. And not only can you live a great life, you can help other people live great lives. And in doing that, you'll transform your life. And John's done it. I've done it. And we do it with other people all the time. But that's what's amazing. And and when you look at somebody who's in the valley of the shadow of death and you look at them and say, hey, look, man, I'm no bullshit. Right. I think you could tell that. But I I, want to show you some shit that makes sense. And I want you to go there with me. And not only can you live a good life, you can live a great life. And there's no difference between my combat experiences and your rape experiences. And I want to help you. I mean, first of all, you know, make sure you have a, a, a Kleenex or a handkerchief yeah. with you. Yeah. And, and then watch what happens next when you tell them the truth, you show them this path, and you take them there. I mean, let me ask you this. Can you, ex- can you describe to people what you see on a daily basis? In what way? When somebody shows up who doesn't think there's any path, whose life is filled with darkness, and then you begin to show them this path, can you describe what it's like to watch somebody change like that? No, but let me let me try and put it in your perspective, right? And, 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 and again, this is why I say, like, some people may not even buy this, and I don't really give a fuck if they do or not. Yeah, but, well, hey, fuck them. You and I both know it's right. true. And, we're, and, right. and, and the thing about this and us is we're no bullshit motherfuckers. Nah, yeah, I don't, I don't got time for that to bullshit. So, but this is so important, man. Like, I talk about purpose, and you're right. Like, that's such a word that we throw around and shit. But I can sit across and look a, another person in the eyes and have the conversation that you're talking about, about, I mean, we are from two different worlds, dude. I'm, I got tattoos from head to toe. I'm 205 pounds. And this could be a 130 pound person sitting that never doesn't even know anything about what I'm talking about. But we, when we connect on that level of like, Hey man, let me, let me show you, like, I can show you how to, how to do this. It's, 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 there is nothing like it, man. It's like, it's like, I swear to God, it's like when I brought my little PS, my little Lance Corporals home, and I watched them hug their mom when we got off the bird. It's it it is that good. I'm getting chills. I wish <laughs> that's what it feels like, man. It, how did how did you hey how did you not cry like cry like a bitch when you watched that? 
Who says I didn't, dude? Shit, <laughs> <laughs> I just walked away. I just <laughs> walked you away. Know? What's wrong? Oh, the wind's kicking up my allergies. I'm good. Right? Hey, and but let me tell you too, like yo, I use my military bearing and because you know, you still gotta be you know, be strong for these for these clients as we call them, right? My, right. I call them my peers just on a different um, in a different level of the process. But I mean, you know, like, dude, I go home and I, I get teary-eyed, man. I think about this, you know, because they're fighting for their fucking life just like we were, right. just like we are. Right. Um, but, but I'll tell you yeah. what. Yeah. I that I mean, people ask me like, what's the most difficult part? And I, you know, I was married and had four kids, right? Yeah. Saying goodbye to your wife and your kids, and you're not sure if you'll see them again. In my opinion, that. I mean, and everybody shows up the night you leave, and they're just fucking wasted, right? I mean, nice. the single guys are wasted because they're drunk and wasted, right? <laughs> the married guys yeah. are, are are wasted because, and if they have kids, and if their kids are old enough to understand a little bit about this, their kids are crying, right? Their wife's crying because everybody's got that voice in their head. I might not see you again. That's yeah. fucking hard shit, man. And then when you come home, you know, these parents that have given you their their babies, right, are waiting there. And you see, and the hugs, they're not normal hugs. They are not normal hugs. You see these hugs from, I don't, from heaven or hell, however you want to describe it. And they are the tightest, right? Everybody's trying not to cry, right? And everybody's got their handkerchiefs out. So, yeah, that's when my allergies just ducked up, you know? <laughs> I, hey, I, hey, I've got that shit down. Like, are you okay? Yeah, I got allergies, man. It's just all, yeah. all this, like, all this, like, dry shit around Camp Pendleton that fucks me up. Oh, I thought, I thought you were getting emotional. No, come on, man. Don't be a dick. Nah. Right? Dude, you didn't, see the, you didn't see the pollen levels today, man? <laughs> exactly. Get out your weather app, man. Have a clue. <laughs> the, um, no. And, and, but that moment, and, and now I always tell people that, I'm the coolest motherfucker I know, right? Yeah. And they laugh. I'm like, pretty cool. And I'm like, no, no, no. And it's not because I'm innately cool, which I kind of am. It's because right, right. this is what I do with my life on a daily basis. This is a part of my life. And to get – I got an email earlier this week from a dude who's Catholic like me who told me, dude, you're a modern-day saint. Okay, now, aside from the fact that I'm not, <laughs> Right. And, yeah. Right. The fact that he believes that and he would write that and he was serious when he wrote it. You don't, dude. You don't understand where I was when I on. I didn't feel like listening to music and I wanted to listen to something about the Marine Corps. And so in 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 Apple Podcast, I typed in Marine Corps and I saw All Marine Radio and I started listening. And then I heard this shit called Post Traumatic Winning and I started listening to that. Dude, you you saved my life. I mean, go, good luck going to sleep, okay, on that one. Good yeah, luck, dude. And good luck controlling your allergies, right? <laughs> so right. when people tell you that this stuff isn't possible, I tell them, bullshit, man. I know it is, and I know we can do it on bigger scales because it's my life experience. And let me tell you, I met John via an email intro a month or six weeks ago, some shit like that. Yeah. We don't have anything in common other than we both served in the Marine Corps, we both went to, uh, I don't know if you went to Iraq, but we both went to Afghanistan. You went to Iraq and went to Afghanistan twice. And so that's the only thing we have in common. Other than that, completely different life experience, right? He enlisted Marine. I'm an officer. 
But we both know this truth, which is which is amazing. Which is amazing. Yeah, I know. And how about well, let's let's go deeper. Uh, the reason that we got connected is because um, Paul Kennedy was on a tour of our facility randomly. I noticed the name Kennedy. He hears me talking, asked me where I was in Afghanistan, and then I realized he was the, he was in charge of, uh, of RCT2 when I was over there doing route clearance, my second deployment. And that's, that, that's how we, we you know, ended up exchanging numbers and shit because I, he was my commanding officer. <laughs> and yeah. then he gets me in touch with you. So it, it's No, and he, he, said, cool, he goes, he, so I meet him. I'm a captain. He's a first lieutenant. We're instructors at the basic school. Right, yeah. We're battle buddies times two. We're in Ramadi together in 2004. He's the CEO of two four, and I'm with I'm working for Gerald Mattis at the division. And then in 2010, I'm I'm south of you guys. I'm with RCT one down in the Marja area, right? Um, and then at, at Dwyer, and but we're there we're there together when you when you're doing your shit, and so. There's this holy um, thing of people who give a shit, who are so tired of seeing unit numbers, right, where we have more suicides in a unit than we have killed in action. And it's not by onesies or twosies. It's by multiples. We have three times as many guys who committed suicide as we lost in combat. And that, and that we should be better than this. We should be able to find a way because we're Marines, right? We don't take yeah. We don't take take this shit lying down. We're we're not gonna accept this as fucking normal, right? And then it's guys like you though, right? It's guys like you that are making a difference, John. The so when people listen to this interview, okay, um, and they and and again, so just so you know, if you think we're talking shit, we're not. We're just telling people the truth. What do you want people to know about mending fences? What do you know want people to know about what's possible? Um, well, as far as the many fences, and again, I, it, it, uh, the people here saved my life. The people that, the, the people, um, uh, at the top, you know, were just norm, you know, they, they worked their way up. Um, I'm here not cause I have to, um, because I want to. And, um, but there's, there's other places, right? We, we, there's other places. I, I just want people to, to reach out. Like it's not being a pussy. That's all I want people to know. You you are not a bitch. You're not a pussy. You are the most manly thing a man can do is ask for help. It's just is to, to say that they don't look. I don't know what to do. That is not weakness. That is courage. That like beyond anything or as much as anything I've seen. And as we talked about, I've seen really courageous men. Right. But it's, it's that's how you save your life. Um, now, let me just tell you. OK. And this is this is why we have officers in the American military. He said guys. But he when he says guys, that's like males and females. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Thank right. you. And, 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 and no, because people are going to say, oh, you got, no, that's not what he means. Because let me tell you, look, we know the women in the Marine Corps. First of all, they tend to have more trauma when they walk through the door than the guys do. And then they get to experience all the shitty ways that they get treated, right, as non-equal partners, the sexual harassment, the sexual assault. So let me tell you, we don't have any illusions, right, about gender. We fucking know. 
And so no, I just want to make that point that nobody's no one. Yeah, yeah. I don't even yeah I use guys like as in, as just like a placeholder for all of us, right? You know. Right, um, right. And then, yeah, so, and let me make one other point. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I, when you stand up and talk, I know people will. I mean, people probably say the same thing to you that they say for, for me to me. Like, well, thank you for for talking and 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 being so vulnerable in front of us. And I cringe, man. Look, <laughs> I'm an infantry officer in the Marine Corps. I'm vulnerable to shit, man. Okay, and so for me to stand up here and talk to you about my shit, it's not me being vulnerable, right? It's 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 a small act of courage, okay? Because that's what it takes. It takes courage, right? Just like it does to stand up and say, "Here we go, fucking keep your fingers crossed." Not sure what's gonna happen when we get up and move, but let's fucking go, boys and girls. And you go, right? Right? I mean, that's courage, right? That when you don't know the outcome, it's 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 a small act of courage. But I will tell you this: I know the outcome, because I, I know the people that are sitting in that audience, and I know they're hiding, and 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 they're not hiding because they want to; they're hiding because they don't know that there's a path out there for them. And so when somebody courageously, like John, stands up and talks about their life, right? I think it is an act of courage, and and ultimately they know that good is going to come. And I think that's important for everybody who hears this. The message you need to hear from people that have been where you've been, done the things you've done, seen the things you've seen, and not only in a different part of the world, you know, but here in the United States. I mean, I, I tell people the ugliest thing I've ever seen, and I've got three combat deployments, is my sister's sons were murdered by their father. Yeah. Both shot in the head, four years old and six years old. And that dude then killed himself. And I said, so look, I have no illusions. I have bifocals. There's shit that will happen to you right here in the United States, in your hometown, maybe in your home, that is worse than anything I've ever seen. And so with all of that known, we open our arms and we want you to know there's a path for you. If we could do this, you can do this. And that's, I mean, huge to me in all of this. Huge to me. I'm with I'm with you, man. I, I um, you know I look at some of the when I do these trauma groups and people that have different traumas, and I look at them like, oh my god, like I can't imagine. But they look at me like, oh my god, can't imagine. And I'm like, well, I guess then we, we you know what I mean? We can find common ground, <laughs> you know. Um, well, and uh, let me ask yeah. you: as you've grown through all this, right? Yep. As you've grown through all this. Um, cause we all start and then we, we learn a little bit about ourselves and we learn about a little bit about, uh, about how this works. And a lot of times you're seeing people, you know, they say shit and you're listening to their story and you're just, you're sitting there going, holy shit, man, make it fucking stop already, man. Make it stop. And, um, and you go home, and slowly but surely, you have this experience where I think you're changed fundamentally as a, as a human being. Um, what's that experience like been like for you, right? How did it impact your? Are you still married, right? I mean, you. I mean, you have a, yeah. at least one daughter that you've mentioned. How is? How did that experience impact you? And then, how did that impact your life? Um. So I'm not married. Um, I am best friends with, uh, with my daughter's mother. Um, I have my daughter back, you know, I had chased her basically out of the state of Florida 
up to New York. It's why I live in New York now um, when I'm not working. Um, I got my daughter 50-50. And, and through this work, through doing the work and facing these things and admitting, and, you know, admitting that I, I didn't know what to do, I, uh, I, got the, I was talking earlier about not knowing how to love my daughter. Man, I have the deepest affection for that little, little she should be seven in two weeks. I got the deepest affection for her that I didn't know I could have for a human being. And, uh, and it, it brings me to tears, man. Cause I didn't even know how to, I didn't know how to even love her on the, on, you know, I just, I didn't know, I didn't know what to do, man. I, I didn't know how to, how to feel any emotions for a couple, for a long time. Um, I, uh, I learned, I know how to treat people. You know, I, I had a, um, you know, once I got sober, I, I did have a very important person in my life. Um, and, I, and that I was able to like treat with respect and, 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 and love unconditionally for a couple of years and we're close to, I don't burn relationships anymore, man. I'm not afraid to let people into my life because I know I'm going to fuck them over or I'm going to be too crazy or, you know, too insane for them. It doesn't, it's not like that anymore. Um, and it's, it's awesome, dude. I love, I love my life, dude. I love, I love this place I work. You know, I didn't want to say too much about it because I don't want to make it an infomercial, but it's an amazing place. We do amazing things for people. I get to talk to guys like you and hopefully build a relationship and, and get out there and, and just just spread the word, man. It doesn't have to be, you know, we don't have to keep ha- going through this shit. Um, you can I find I went off on a little tangent there, but that's why. No, I'm no, 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 man. That's 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 why we do this. If you if you type yeah. in mending fences, Florida, it'll uh, it'll take you to a website, right? And uh, there's a lot of green space, right? There's a pool. There's a pool. There's a big. Yeah. There's a gigantic fucking building. What goes on in that gigantic building? Yeah, so this used to be a horse farm, and uh, they used to have an indoor track in there. And so a lot of that is like, you know, plans are under construction. Uh, A lot of the houses and the pools are um, all, you know, renovated. We do equine therapy here. Um, I actually just am starting a dog program because I believe that – it's a whole nother story, but dogs, um, my my, my dog might have saved my life a couple of quiet nights, you know, Um, and, and what we're willing, what we're looking to do is build back someone's life, man. We're looking to show you that there is a way, like we're talking about, but also through tangible evidence, right? Like being able to um, help others and help, help, help the animals out here. We got cows and, and goats and uh, <laughs> there's a lot going on, to be honest with you. Dude, you're a, you're a, um, you're from New York, man. What do you guys know about cows and goats and shit? Dude, I don't know. I don't know shit about. It. I, don't, I don't know anything. I know that the horses. There's something about you know interacting with those horses. Uh, that's about all I interact with. That and dogs, I can get on board with. The rest, I, you know, that's, to each his own. <laughs> you know. Hey, we got a we got a cool garden out here that a lot of the uh, a lot of the clients get involved in, and uh, I make the the jalapenos. You know, and they're good. So. No but, kidding. Uh, what it's, it's yeah. So, what about this? What about this experience? That before we end this, yeah. do you want to make sure that people know? Okay. So somebody's listening to this. Somebody finds this, and and they're still in what I call the valley of the shadow of death. What do you what do you, what do you want them to know, man? Well, obviously, there's a way out. Right. There's a way out. It's not, it may not be what we're used to, you know, and, um, and if you ask for help, we got you. 
you know, especially I know I do. I know you do. And I know a lot of people, I know this facility does. And I know that a lot of people struggle with the, the VA, um, but you, you got to ask for help. Um, I also, it's a good question, man. I wish I had more time to think about how to, how to really articulate it, but that's it, man. Like if you want the help, we can give it to you, but we can't, we can't when it's, if it's too late, you know, um, I guess, I mean, I want to say Zach picking took his life three years ago or two years ago on 4th of July and, and Brandon Lay took his life in November of this past year. Um, and they were two of the best guys I've ever met. They were two of the most loving, caring, wild, tough guys I ever met. And they, they, but they weren't willing to ask for help. They weren't, they, they, they didn't see a way out. And so you're talking about that, the Valley, there is a way out. If there's anything else, there's a fucking way out and it's not taking your life. We can, we can, we can show you the way and, and we will show you the way and you can contact me personally. I don't give a shit. I'm sure you're the same way. Just, just reach out. We don't have to know each other to help. That's it, man. No, you know what? Again, that, that's to me, that's my simple message that there is a path through all this. And again, you know, we're not PhDs. We're not any of that. We're just, we're just, we're Marines. We're Marine infantrymen. And, 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 you know, you could put a gun to, to each one of our heads and tell us, okay, you got to tell these lies about this shit. You know, and you know what we'd tell you? Fuck off, motherfucker. Pull the trigger. Cause I, I won't, I can't, I won't ever do that to them. No, no. No, it's not. I couldn't let living would suck, right? You know what I mean? Right, like, no. I'm not. No, you couldn't. You you would never. You couldn't live with yourself. And so, to me, that that is the message. If you're listening to this, and again, you know, John and I, we we didn't meet till about six weeks ago, and um, and so you know, if uh, we have the same message, that there is a way through this stuff, and you and you can do it. Right, you can do it, and so um, let me, um, John. First of all, how do people get a hold of you? So somebody wants to, somebody sees this, they want to talk to you. Um, how do they get a hold of you? Um, man, I mean, I, I don't even care about getting my personal number out. I mean, my email address um, at work, I can give that. It's um, it's John J O H N S C, John S C at ttcmendingfences.com, ttcmendingfences.com. My last name's S-C-H-R-E-Y, John. Actually, I think it's Johnny on uh, Facebook, Instagram. Nice. Yeah, man. I uh, Johnny. Johnny, man. My dad's John, you know, so. <laughs> we got to differentiate it somehow. At least they didn't, you didn't get little John. Yeah, dude, and I'm out of Jonathan, so you can't call me that either. But uh <laughs> <laughs> What about um all right, I'll I will put that uh in this post so they'll be able to find your email. But you know, again, the bottom line is this. It's look, if you're struggling, there's a way out. And That's and it. that and that way out is is I would tell you is with you know it is with other veterans and other people that have been through similar experiences you have. And if they can do it, you can do it. And John and I are both uh, ambassadors, you know, for that. And we, and we both have seen it, 
you know, in our own lives. We've seen it in the lives of, of people that we've helped. And uh, and it's not bullshit. And, and I, I know that's one of the biggest fights that, that you have with, or not the fight, but one of the biggest hurdles you have with, with especially veterans, because, yeah. I mean, we have gone. They put us on the meds. We've gone to therapy. And you know what we said? Fuck it. I'm done with that. I ain't doing that. Right? I'm just going to get through my days. And we, we fake it, and we numb ourselves with alcohol. We numb ourselves with drugs. And that's how we do it. And I think both of us are here to tell you that there's a better way. There's- yeah, yeah. So you you've mentioned that a couple of times, and for sure, I, I they have put me on every wonder PTSD wonder drug that they you know that whatever they can they, the new uh, the new wonder drug is, and and none of that sufficed, you know. Um, so yeah, no, no, and and so and that that is to me the thing that 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 I'm saying that John's saying that you know we hope you believe, and uh, you give me a call. I'll put you in touch with John. Um, you can check out my my website, which is posttraumaticwinning.com. And check out the three goals and ten commandments. You know, <clears throat> you know, at uh, Mending Fences. Just just Google uh, Mending Fences and then Florida. And, you'll, and their website pops right up. All right? You won't have to deal with all the ranching, how to mend a fence shit. The most of you won't fucking understand anyway. Like, fence? What? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The um all right, what or hit me up hit me up on Facebook and, and we can navigate all that together too. You know what I mean? Like right. maybe it's that's not what you need either. You know what I mean? Like let's let's get it figured out. Um and make sure you're you know, we get these people in the right direction. What let's, um let's... so this is the general question that I ask when when no. we're when we're about to be done. All right. Yeah. So this interview isn't complete if I don't ask you about what? <laughs> um, oh, oh, I thought there was a magic question. No. Um, hmm. It's a fill-in-the-blank question. Yeah. I didn't, hey, I didn't mean to fuck you up and confuse you. No, no. It's not hard, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, well, you, if you don't ask me how my life is today. All right. Hold on. Hey, John, final question. How's your life today? Um, I'm content. I'm content, and I, and I finally have found peace, man. I have finally found peace in my life, and it didn't come from a pill or a bottle or a shot of dope or a, a woman or a, you know, some sort of chaos, man. I, I know what peace is and I'm okay with it. And I, and I, and I actually, I can actually just sit here and say that I'm at peace. That's, I'm sure a lot of people understand that's, that's seemed imaginable. Would you, yeah. Would you have ever thought that those words would come out of your mouth? No, I didn't even know. I didn't even know what peace was to find. I didn't even know. There you have it. Now the interview is complete. um, No. When you hear people say shit that Marines don't say, which is shit like, I found peace. What did that dude just say? Yeah. 
that there's a way through this. I found peace. Like, yeah, who are these motherfuckers? Oh, they're those guys? Oh, well, shit. All right, so this is just the first of uh, a bunch of times that John will come on just to talk about shit. And uh, first of all, I can't tell you, man, uh, how proud uh, I know myself. I'll speak for, you know, General Kennedy uh, as as your former CO of the work you're doing, the lives you're impacting, and the challenges for us to continue to get outside of our lane, to touch anybody whose trauma has fucked up, to show them that there is a path, they can do it, and then work with us to, to help impact more and more people. And that's, I think, that's the mission that we're on. That's why John's on today. And so, dude, I just want to thank you for, for doing this. And congratulations on all the work you've done. And uh, don't fuck up the work that's in the future, right? Because hey, yep. we know you're perfectly yep. cap- you're perfectly capable of doing that. So don't fuck it up, uh, yes. and and just keep doing what you're doing, man. Really proud of you. Congratulations, and keep and, and keep up the great work. Thanks, Mac. Thanks for giving this platform, dude. I, I look forward to anything I can do to uh, to be a part of. And uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm I'm honored. Thank well, you. let me just tell you, it's people like yeah. you, right, yep. doing what you're doing, right, with an organization that you're doing it with, and that's what resonates with Marines. And I will tell you, my experience now getting out of simply doing it with, you know, military members, that's what resonates with, you know, battered women. That's what resonates with rape victims, regardless of the gender, child abuse victims. When somebody like you puts their hand out and say, hey, man, there's a path for you. And you're no different from me. Come with me. Right? You're you're for God's sakes, you're a Marine combat veteran telling them they're exactly like you. Yeah. And, and and that that is straight up magic. And our challenge is, you know, to convince the nation that there is a path, that you can walk it, and, and we as veterans, we can learn it and we can lead you down that path. We can lead you to it, we can help you get down it. And that's our I mean, to me, that's our mission as veterans. Right is is to take other as many people we can down that path, and spread this news and and hopefully get you know a lot more people recruited into it, and then a lot more people helping other people. And so, dude, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. And in the future, I'll have you back on. And whether it's a topic that's in the news or something like that, you're now going to be an expert. How about that? Hell yeah, I love it, man. Yeah, let's. <laughs> We can shoot the shit. Doesn't have to be this deep all the time, right? No, it'll be deep. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. It'll be deep. Trust me. No, of course we can, man. Of course, yeah. man. And the beauty and the fun of it is going between the two. There you go. Right. right. When you hear something yeah. like, "What the fuck did you just say?" Yeah, <laughs> we just went there. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. all right, man. Look, you you have a great day. Thank you for doing this. All the best. All right, brother. Thank you. We'll talk soon. There you have it. That is the one and only John Shray. More of All Marine Radio coming up next right here on your home for it, the All Warrior Radio Network.